What's up, everybody? This is Justin, and welcome to Spot Callers. I'm here with Cyrus. This is the show that we just we just coined the the tagline of the show. We call it 30 Days or Less. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you by the end of the month. Never don't don't worry. Everything will come out. Yeah, it will come out. Uh, you know, by the <laughs> by the 31st, 30th at least. I'm your host, uh, Justin, as well as Cyrus. Uh, your other host. Uh, originally, we were supposed to have a guest on this episode, um, but he was not able to make it this week. He will be on the May episode, so that's going to even be more. That's going to even be funnier. I feel so. I feel so bad. <laughs> I, I I tried to get him a show that we could like you know probably like uh, laugh about you know just joke all together, and then he was just like, "No, nah, I'll just I'll just do the May show, no problem." And I'm just like, "Ooh, do like do you want to?" No, nah, it's gonna be funny. Even though nice. I would have liked to hear his, his his opinions on this, I think that uh, the show we're gonna do next month is gonna be way way better. Uh, but yeah, we have a pretty good show for you today. Um, but before we even get started on it, how are you doing, Cyrus? What, what's what's been going on in, in Cyrus's world? I'm I'm doing good. Um, as far as far as the wrestling standpoint, I'm watching a lot more wrestling than uh, the last time because I took like a huge break after. Uh, I think after the last episode, um, did you watch Mania the, or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I watched Mania, but like after I watched the uh, the David Arquette match for the show, I had to just had to bury that with a lot of like, yeah, I had to bury that with a lot of wrestling. Um, so after Mania, I've been watching like all like uh, NXT UK, which I haven't, Two Hundred Five Live, Stardom, and just a. Uh, just random matches that pop up uh, on the timeline or that gets put into my recommended on YouTube. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, it's pretty much the same. I mean, obviously I watch a lot of things and I also host a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that obviously like we, we of course have the HO RNC uh, network. We have a new show called the call up featuring uh, Eric Kahlo, a homeboy Kahlo. He's got the best voice in podcasting. Have you heard his voice yet? I haven't heard it yet. I was just like, oh, man. Because uh, I wanted to watch the NXT episodes first, but I haven't yet. So I was just like, maybe I'll watch them first. You don't need then, to. Uh, no, you don't need to. Because he he breaks it down, like, so great. Like, I, I've never heard a show break down like this. And it's so succinct. Like, he's he's literally my favorite host right now. He's got such a great... I wish I had his voice. But uh, he has a show called The Call Up that uh, goes through NXT and NXT UK every Friday on the HRNC network. Uh, of course, this show will also be there every month in 30 days or less. That is, uh, you know, that's our promise to you and the A show as well. So for May, you have that to look forward to. But we also have, you know, stuff like Late Fees and uh, RSPN and uh, Perfect Play, Lookout, all that stuff on the proper RNC radio channel. We also have the RNC radio podcast proper which made his triumphant return in 30 months or less uh, this week <laughs> with myself and Josh P. So make sure you check that out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, everywhere podcasts are, are being uh, delivered to you. Uh, but let's get go ahead and get to the show today, uh, Cyrus. We watched, right. we watched uh, Joy Janela's Spring Break, Spring Break 2. Why did you pick this show? Uh, I picked this show because, you know, Joey Janela has made a name for himself with these shows and they are like, uh, what is it? Like the fool's gold in uh, Mania's weekends. Uh, they sell out super quick. Um, like everybody just loves it, you know? And like, even though the shows are like at midnight or, you know, at 2 AM and it doesn't end till like five or four, like everybody's still up and watching with all the craziness, all the shenanigans, um, all the indie stars, all the, like, uh, all the, um, like the back of the room jokes. Yeah. Celebrities, all the back of the room jokes that just happens in the wrestling community just like comes alive in this event. And I think, uh, I would love to see what Joey Janela's Spring Break 4 is going to be like in Tampa. Now, you did go to Mania uh, weekend this year, correct? No, I didn't go not, this not, year. Not this year. I mean, the, I mean the year of Spring Break 2 the, uh, in uh, Louisiana. Uh, no, I went to uh, Bloodsport. I mean, like you were there. Uh, you, were in the, you were in the city that weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was the feeling uh, like? What, what was like the, the vibe in the city uh, that day? Bourbon Street is... Like, 
is nothing like I've like uh, witnessed before since uh, I was only 21 uh, last year when uh, Mania Weekend happened. So I've never been in like that chaotic energy, even though I am from Florida. <laughs> like, uh, you, you know how, uh, what is it? The Bills Mafia or whatever. Yeah. The dudes that just like tailgate and like kill themselves before yeah. games. It's like that times a thousand. Because these are actually wrestling fans, and there's wrestling fans at bars just walking out and about. Insanity. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't. You know, this is another mania I said I was going to go to, and I didn't go to. Uh, I will be in Tampa, I though. I will be in Tampa, though. I'll be there. Sure. It's fine. You what? Know, what? Me, I'm going to be me, there. Me and Mark could record the show and, you know, <laughs> say you died or something. And it'll, we'll be okay. Uh, whatever, man. Like, I'm going to be there, bro. I'm, I'm going to be there. But uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break 2, very interesting show, uh, put on by GCW. Um, it, took, mm-hmm. it took place in uh, Louisiana at the Pontcherry Train, Poncher Train Convention and Civic Center. Right, if I said that wrong, then whatever. Uh, a lot of comments, a lot of people on commentary in the show. You've got Denver, Colorado, Emil J, Kevin Gill, Tracy Williams, Ryan, Walter himself, John Thorne of uh, AIW, I believe, Ron Funches, and Chris Dickinson, all on commentary. They, they rotate throughout yep. the show. How do you feel about oh, the commentary on this show? Man, everybody's drunk, and you can tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... Uh, a lot of the commentary is like really fun. Some of it not so like fun. Like oh, and I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> like, you know, you want your like, but like I say this, but I don't know. Maybe that's just a feel of the GCW or like the Joy Janela Spring Break stuff because I didn't watch the first one. I never did. Yeah. So maybe this is just like a staple in their commentary where they just say, fuck it. We're going to talk about trying to fuck on Tinder, you know, yeah. see if I'm going to get swiped right on Tinder. I mean, uh, the, like, Rumble, the first whatever. Not the first match. That's all you hear. That's all they talk about. Oh, man. They're like, because it's, it's midnight <laughs> and I commentary is just like fuck it i'm horny yeah but horny. i gotta commentate this <laughs> commentary got like, on the mic commentary got on the mic say we horny <laughs> just out loud like everybody's just like outrageously horny and i feel like whenever there's a woman on like screen boy they don't know how to control themselves <laughs> it gets very very different um, it gets very different my my favorite commentators on this whole thing are uh, the wrestlers uh chris dickinson and uh walter that uh, gets on commentary. I think they do a great job. Hey, everybody else, yo, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, I, I think I had heard about uh, the, the Spring Break series, and I think in, in particular this show because of uh, one match in particular that we're going to talk about here. But uh, I, I think that my, you know, pretty much my feelings about all of it is that it, it's good to have these types of shows that are, you know, quality and outstanding. And we'll get to the quality of it. But I think that it's the kind of like, the quality doesn't matter because it's the atmosphere. It's very hard to judge this show mm-hmm. because it's a show where you have to have been there to experience that and know really why it was so beloved and, and loved. Like like a lot of the ratings that we're, we're going to give out, you know, people who were there are going to feel a lot differently about, you know, oh, yeah. how we feel about it. And what's crazy about that is because this, like, it was... I think the show happened on Saturday. Like it took place after takeover. Yeah. And the fucking best takeover ever. And then you go to this show and people in the crowd is like actually tired. This is going from midnight to like 4 a.m. And, and that's if they went to takeover. I mean, they could have went to like the thousands of other events that, you know, that were on yeah. in, in Louisiana that, that day. No, I, I think it like I think it happened like after, like everybody that just like left takeover went straight here at midnight, you know, probably like stop somewhere, get something to eat or some shit like that. But it's just, it's midnight and like, well, you get to hear the crowd, like, you know, the crowd like dies down like a lot, Yeah. but in their heart, they're there. But yeah, it's it, just like this, this energy, the energy is crazy and matches that go on to like 2 a.m. The crowd like begins to get on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and pretty much like, like you mentioned earlier, the, the whole like feel of the show is very irreverent. It's very different. It's very funny. It's very meta, so to speak. They, they are looking at the camera 
and talking to the audience the whole time during the show. It's, it's kind of like the Deadpool, yeah. the Deadpool of wrestling shows, which I'm tugging my collar like, uh, but, <laughs> but to start in, 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 in a good way. Uh, to start off, uh, George and Ellis Spring Break 2 starts with a, a parody of The Wrestler, which ironically turned uh, 10 this year. Um, and we talk about it on Late Fees if you check that out uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, it's a parody of George and Ella as Randy the Ram. And uh, it has a bunch of people there as their older selves, including Leo Rush, uh, WWE superstar Leo Rush, <laughs> uh, who doesn't actually show up uh, on the show. And, and the reason why they have Leo Rush there is because of last year where they did the... Uh, the ladder power bomb. Yes. To the table, and Leo Rush just stands up. I remember seeing that, but I didn't know that was from Spring Break. Yeah, yeah, it was I, from Spring Break. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that. So when I saw the vignette when I first watched the DVD, I was just like, "Holy shit, that's hilarious!" I thought it was. I, a th- good, I think I that's it was opening a good callback. I thought it was a good callback yeah. because Leo is just as I think Leo is just as responsible for making these shows what they are as Joey is. Just off mm-hmm. that spot alone. Uh, yeah. And I like that uh, this year for Spring Break 3, uh, it was a two-part show, which is insane. Just to show how big this uh, show got in like three years. And now that Joey is like taking a step back and he's not like in the main event of it, he's actually opening the, sh- opening the show, I think, on the second night of it. I think that's uh, really cool. Uh, but yeah, the, the parody goes from that to our first match here. It is Eli Everfly versus DJ Z versus Tony Whoa. Deppin versus Gringo Loco versus Kyle the Beast versus Teddy Hart. Commentary, very meta. Tony Hart walks out looking, or Teddy Hart walks out looking like he's wearing like a fucking aluminum foil. I don't know what this is. Yeah, it, it's a very weird, like, uh, iridescent kind of, like, overalls. <laughs> it, it would it would pretty much, the, his wardrobe would pretty much signal the way that he acts during this match uh i, I have to say though on first on first glance i thought that eli everfly was incredibly crisp this is my first time actually seeing him mm-hmm. uh wrestle he's very crisp in the first half i think the second half this kind of goes off the rails as far as like the shit that they do um i'm familiar with djz uh ktb Gringo Loco, I think he's a local. I'm not sure, but every time I've gone to indie events here in Miami, he's there. So I'm not sure if he's local or not, but I'm very familiar with him and I'm familiar with Teddy Hart, sadly. Uh, yeah, Teddy Hart's been around for <laughs> such a long time, you know, uh, of, of uh, you know, his, his stint in the Indies and especially in ROH where he mm-hmm. just went into business for himself at all times. Uh, <laughs> kind of does it here as well. I'm not sure if it's yeah. meta or I don't know if it was meta or if he was meaning to do it. But another thing I noticed, there are no mats on the fucking floor here. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, just those little road bump things that they use to hold the wires. Yeah, very or like hide the wire super weird there like I, I i was like yo like every time there was a spot especially in the walter pco match every time there's yeah. a spot on the, on the floor i'm like please don't do this spot like i please I, i'm begging you not to do this spot uh but yeah it, a lot of a lot of flippy shit to start here a lot of people jumping out the ring uh doing just crazy moves just seeing they can if they can top each other i i, I yeah. kind of said it here this is like tony hawk's pro skater where they're just trying to top each other here. <laughs> uh yeah everybody's doing flips um Everybody's doing like topes and like catching each other, except Teddy Hart. Just Teddy Hart and just doesn't big, catch anybody. In big letters, I said Tony Hart or Teddy Hart refuses to sell. He would yeah. not. He wouldn't sell anything. He would not catch anyone. He would just do moves. I, I'm even wondering, like, if if it was like a, a case of like, did he ever like fall to his back during this match? No, right? No, no. Um, and like, just to paint a picture, like. Everybody's doing toe pace. Everybody's like grouping up together so they can catch people, you know, and most likely you're a wrestling fan. So you know what that looks like, you yes. know, it's just a pile of people and people are flipping over. So Teddy Hart is in like, he's in the middle of it, but like towards the back and he gets like hit with somebody's like leg, like his leg, like brushes Teddy Hart's face and he doesn't fall to the floor. He just like holds himself up with the barricade. Yeah. I'm just like, are you going to, and it happens again, you know, they crowd up again and so they could catch. And he just doesn't catch anybody. And he I'm walks just like, away. he walks away during that spot. Yeah, he walks away during one of them. And I'm just like, there's no mats on the floor. And, and you know, like, obviously, like he's doing, uh, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with his back because he's doing 
flips and shit, doing backflips, mm-hmm. all types of shit. And he like he never gets like a near fall ever. I and mean, they no one ever pins him. I, I was wondering like mm-hmm. what I mean, I don't think he was necessarily going into business for himself, but he wasn't helping out the match whatsoever. I, I think that there are a very large stretches of time where he's not even around, like not even breaking a pin yeah. or anything. He's just standing around. Yeah. And I think um for the decision, uh like he's also just like no selling and just like looking slow and like he doesn't help this match even though this match alone already has its own problems for yeah. this like a uh, six man scramble um i don't know it's and i yeah and i and i've seen uh Teddy Hart in uh MLW and he he just does moves you know yeah but he he wouldn't help out these dudes here to do any of their shit and I thought that was really shitty. Um, I, I, th- there's way too much going on in this match for me to even uh, for for me to have even tried to type out everything that was going on. Uh, Eli Everfly does win with one of the most insane moves, insanely unsafe moves I've ever seen in my life. Uh, a, a flipping <laughs> pile driver off the top rope. Uh, what the fuck? I type. Uh, I give this. I give this one a two. That's a pure spot fest. I thought Teddy Hart was terrible here. I thought it was it was a pretty pretty middling opening match for the show um one of the one of the insane spots for me was when uh ktb he's wearing uh the black um the back singlet and he has a man in the fireman's carry and somebody like does a double stomp off the dude he's holding in the fireman's carry into a senton yeah i i was just like you're like sitting like his like just fuck his vertebrae huh <laughs> I, I just thought that like there was a spots where there was just like let me let, like let's make this an epic opener like the old dragon gate six mans and shit like that like i just thought they were too aware of it and i thought mm-hmm. i even thought commentary didn't sell enough of what they were doing just how amazing what they were doing was they i i think they were kind of like on the this isn't the best commentary like let's just start out with that so i'm not gonna i don't i'm not gonna try to harp on it even though like it bothers me uh commentary does not try to, doesn't try to make anything seem epic and they they talk about the exact thing that we just spoke about with uh Teddy Hart how he doesn't like sell anything and how he's like never falling into the floor they mention it, are- they, they mention it but they don't like go hard at him about it like they yeah. kind of mention it and kind of like oh I guess that miss Teddy there like they it, they would mention it in a way yeah. where it's like not trying to bury him basically yeah. uh you know they try to make this like one of the like uh the crazy six men that are in dragon gate but there's rarely ever two people more than two people in the ring at the same time yeah which is like super weird it was just like all right you go in all right now you go in all right now you go in now you go in we're gonna do our flips and now you know let's wrap it up um for me same uh two stars um i i did a rewatch uh for the show yesterday and i would have i would have rated it much lower but two stars <laughs> two is fair i think two is fair they're, they're, i mean i, I got to give it two for the athleticism at least and i thought eli everfly was pretty cool even though that power driver yeah. was like what the fuck are you thinking um <laughs> Next match, James Ellsworth versus Matt Riddle. There's a very good video package that opens this with James mm-hmm. Ellsworth kind of uh, talking about his his road to where he's at through the WWE and back to the Indies, where he you know he wants to wrestle all of his faves. Uh, and then it, on the other hand, it has Matt Riddle just tremendous, just basically shitting on this match and say, "Do I really <laughs> have to do this?" Um, I think the the actual video package is longer than the match here. I think the match goes. The match. Goes, oh yeah. The match is about uh, three minutes long, three minutes and 30 seconds long. Um, Ellsworth goes for the leg. That's about it. He hits him with these, the, uh, the no chin music. Riddle gets up, uh, does some things, chokes him out. That was it. Squash <laughs> match. I, I, well, I, I didn't even yeah, rate it. It's, it's, it's a total squash match, but I, I think you're underselling like uh, a lot of shit how – Matt Riddle is like really selling for this motherfucker when he really didn't have to. <laughs> well, I, I think, uh, you know, I also the match is short because he probably had another commitment to to go to during that night. Anyway, uh, Matt Riddle that year was the MVP of Mania Weekend. He had about oh, like 20 yeah. like something matches, I think. Him, that year. him and Osprey like just 
overworked themselves. And I think I think this match was probably like just a like sigh of relief for uh Riddle. Yeah, you know. This match is like two minutes. <laughs> very easy. Very easy match. Squash match. I didn't even rate this one. Uh, there isn't even much uh, to, to say there. I get I gave it a three. Um I was entertained. Matt Riddle gave him a lot. And the ending, super predictable. Um no no bullshit shenanigans. It ended how everybody thought it would with James Ellsworth dying. So <laughs> <laughs> uh next match, or not even next match, next segment, Virgil comes out for some strange reason. Uh I skipped it. Yeah, no, nothing really happens there. Uh so I didn't bother. Moment. Uh, but next up, you have Walter versus PCO. Uh, Walter cuts a promo before the match starts, warning PCO that you know I'm about to I'm about to fuck you up, and uh, yeah. it pretty much leads <laughs> to basically a fucking fight. Uh, a bunch of chops are handed out uh, within the first three minutes of the match. PCO's chest is uh, is purple, blistered, <laughs> like just just awful, bro. But uh, I, I think yeah. this it's Walter it's like fucking him up. He was really going crazy on him, and and PCO just his his level of, of pain tolerance is crazy and. Um, I, I love Walter playing kind of like the I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. Uh, we are two Goliaths going at it and, and fighting. And it reminds me of just like some of like the best like Kobashi matches from from back mm-hmm. in the day where it's like it's literally just two horses going out there and fucking each other up. Um, one big spot in the towards the beginning is PCO doing a moonsault and doesn't Ooh. he doesn't he isn't caught. Like Walter misses him uh, mm-hmm. in the in the ref. Walter and the ref. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the ref, he almost knocks the ref out. I think he hits him with his boots. Like the ref, like literally, almost gets knocked out there. Looks very, very hard, like hurtful. And, and this is this is a spot that the PCO does a lot too. Yeah, and it's insane that Walter doesn't catch him, and the ref has to because the ref is tiny compared yeah. to these two guys. And dog, the ref could have like broke something, or just got a concussion, or just really hurt himself. And I think that was really sloppy on everybody's part. You know, just letting well, him do everybody it. but the ref. Yeah, just, just mm-hmm. letting him just letting him do it. Uh, there is a lot of chops in this match. Uh, it, yeah. it gets to a point where it's not even you're not even hearing flesh. You're just hearing like it sounds like a like wet meat. Like you're just literally yeah. eating up something that is completely <laughs> finished and through um, a lot of huge, huge spots here. Walter really kind of uh, a, a different match for him because it's, you know, usually you see him beating up on like smaller guys mm-hmm. uh, at least at that time. But, but here it was, it was really cool to see someone that was his four wheel and, and was asking for it right back. There's a, there's a part where like PCO like lets his, his straps down. He uh, looks like he's dying. No, yeah, he he was very winded here. Like within the yeah. first couple of minutes, I think the first five minutes, he was he was super super winded during this match. Walter was really giving it to him. Yeah, there, there, I mean, there are there is a really you know some of the psychology here is that there's one part where Walter does slap the the ring post, um, and that ends up with with PCO trying to get the upper hand. Again, I, I think it's it's a it's a boon to the fact that there is literally no mats on this floor. The fact that these men were doing all this stuff outside of the ring. Yeah, it it uh, looks super painful. Uh, but but to end the match, PCO. It, it, I I will say the the ending is kind of flat. PCO wins it with the Swanton Bomb. Wasn't expecting it to end there. I thought I I could have sworn this had a, a more epic ending than that. But uh, very, mm-hmm. I'm very surprised that PCO won this match. I I am very surprised as well because Walter was really beating the fuck out of him. Yeah. Wonder what it was, but what? But then again, if you think about it, if you if you trail it all the way back there, Walter. Looked to, to at least be on his way out. Uh, he he would, you know, by the end of the summer, be signed to the WWE anyway. So uh, mm-hmm. this might have just been his way of just kind of doing the duty for everybody on the, on the way out. Um, I gave this one four which stars, is, which is really crazy for a young, like uh, a young person to do, like on his way out, like just so like. Oh, uh, Walter is much younger than fucking PCO. <laughs> Oh, oh, actually, he is young. He's only thirty-one. I'm older than him. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. But yeah, I, I gave uh, this. Uh, I gave this match four stars. Uh, let me see what I rated it. Uh, I gave it a three one fourths. I, I really enjoyed it. These guys killed each other. I, I sometimes these matches yeah. are good for me if if done and uh, sparingly. I, I feel like <laughs> New Japan and shit like that. They do this like literally on every one of their big shows. You can expect a, a heavy chop and drop you on your head. 
<laughs> like uh, match every time Yo out on a big show. Yeah, like where they just kill each other. Uh, I, I like these matches and and kind of like sparingly, but I do think that there was enough difference uh, in this for it to be uh, pretty memorable for me. So I, I it did live up to the hype for me in, in a lot of ways. Um, next match, Nick Gage versus Penta L Zero for the GCW World Championship. Who boy, this is where the show starts to become very different for me. <laughs> uh, I did like the the opening uh, the the opening video package for this with Nick Gage talking mm-hmm. his shit. Uh, I always I always find it funny that whenever there's a white dude talking gang shit. <laughs> are are you familiar with um Nick Gage? Uh, lightly. He wasn't CZW, correct? Um, shit, probably. I, I believe he was. In, <laughs> I, I have to say, like, I think he was in CZW. If he was, I, I might have seen him way, way, way back in the day uh, during one of the uh, one of the de- like death matches there, where it was a uh, I think it was a tournament of death uh, mm-hmm. fourteen or thirteen. Thir- it was either fourteen or thirteen. One of those uh, from a long time ago. He, he was in. I do remember, you know, a lot of bad things uh, that happened to him <laughs> in matches. Um, it, oh, it, it was he's, he's just crazy like if you look at what he looks like and like, like back in the day and what he looks like now he's like a completely different person oh I, i'm gonna have to like see a picture then um i i just know nick gage from uh when rich swan was talking his shit on twitter like after um after nick gage just got released from jail from robbing a bank <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i i just know nick gage from uh GCW. I didn't really know him from anywhere else, but he's taken his deathmatch legacy to the next fucking level, honestly. Yeah, and um, it's crazy. Just like uh, Joey Janela, he has deathmatch tournaments uh, like named after him. Like uh, I think it's called like um, the Nick Gage Invitational, mm-hmm. where just all the best come out. People from uh, CZW, uh, BJW, and GCW. Just everybody coming out and killing themselves <laughs> in the name of Nick Gage, which is pretty fucking sick. Yeah, pretty pretty insane guy. Uh, I, I again, yeah. I, I I had to chuckle thinking about uh, him oh. peddling <laughs> peddling gang shit to a bunch of overweight people who love wrestling in, in a fucking bunch place. of fucking marks. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I have to laugh at that. Like, yeah, I what's your, put what's your, what's your, what's y'all know about this MDK nigga? <laughs> Put him in, yeah. Put him in fucking. Put him in, in Compton. Let's see. We talk that gang shit. Oh there. my god! <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I was I was stone facing this whole thing. This whole his whole gimmick is just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I, I was like high key shook that he was gonna say the n word. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, no, nah, I don't think he'd take it that far. I hope. I, I hope I think, he's smarter though. My first note on this, and obviously Penta L Zero is some is someone who has de- you know kind of deteriorated in the past four years. Uh, since his heyday yeah. uh I, first thing i typed was this is kind of bad all parties looked uninterested here it i i guess it's just like everybody i don't know i felt it and probably people in the crowd felt it that pence is not winning you yeah. know yeah like, but, but they were dude. they were limited w- with what they were able to do here, from what I understand, because of the the big mm-hmm. uh, controversy with the Louisiana state regulations as far as like violence and blood on, on these uh, in these shows. Yeah, because yeah, if you compare this match to his David Arquette match, <laughs> that shit was very bloody and very, way way more gruesome than this shit was. Um, yeah. It just, it just, I mean, it, it went nine minutes. A lot of it was a bunch of brawling and uh, weapon mm-hmm. shots and chair shots and stuff like that. Very regular. I wouldn't even say this was a death match. I'd say this was just a, a no DQ. Yeah. It was a no DQ match. Uh, it, it seemed like a regular ass street fight. Um, I, I nothing super crazy. Ha- like ha- again, Penta just looked like he was just a body in, in a ring there. He looked very, very, very bored in this match. Uh, the mm-hmm. finish was very flat. Uh, he, re- he reversed the superplex into a powerbomb. Uh, I think it was a powerbomb into a table. What, what, did, I, what did I type here? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, did, he, he reversed into a, into a powerbomb, into the choke breaker, into a, a, uh, to the pen. I, I, I mm-hmm. give this one. Penta looked uninterested, and, and Nick sold for half the match, and then just won out of nowhere. Yeah, um, 
I gave it three. I liked it for the most part. Um, I th- like is it's not that brutal compared to the mo- like more deathmatch stuff that we've seen or just stuff I've seen in general from Nick Gage. But I, I guess just the Louisiana shit just really like fucked him over on this one. This is by far not uh, Nick Gage's best match and not Penta's best match. Um, All right, when is the last time he had a best match that his brother wasn't involved in? Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Lucha Underground. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think those are that's where all his best yeah. matches are, where it's like heavily, heavily, heavily edited, which is insane. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, next up, uh, David Starr versus Mike Quackenbush. <clears throat> a very long oof. video package to start this. Mike Quackenbush, obviously, uh, the you know the innovator of a lot of fucking moves. The the guy who really? put who put your car on the match. Yeah, like like okay. I have to say like. To me, like a long time ago, obviously there was a wrestler called Nova, uh, who was, who was the ECW, who claimed that he created all these moves. And a lot of the moves that Nova was using back in the day, like a lot of people like took, like honestly, like because they look they look cool. Mike Quackenbush for a lot of like you know indie guys that, that do a lot of like the lucha style and stuff like that. A lot of even like the European style of wrestling. Like this guy was like influential for a lot of those guys. So. I, I could understand David Starr being such a big fan because even if you look in like ROH, you look at Chikara, look at a lot of different promotions, he was everywhere. Like he was a guy, him and uh, Chris Hero were all over the world at one point and you okay. know, they, were, they were pretty much the most influential guys on the indie scene. So like that's why WWE brings him in to help to help him work with a lot of the students in the, in the performance center and even like people like Alexa Bliss who took a lot of moves from him uh, during her return to the, to the ring in the WWE. She learned it from Quackenbush. So um he is someone who, you know, has a lot of, of, of tenure and a lot of respect for a lot of people in the, in the independent scene because he never, you know, he never, ever went to a major promotion ever. Hmm. Uh, okay. So, so I, this I, match, go ahead. I wasn't, I was I didn't know who Matt uh, Quackenbush was. I just knew he was like very important uh, just based off how commentary portrays him and, you know, David Starr give him much respect. But um, when I first saw this, I had no idea who Mike Quackenbush was, but I was very familiar with David Starr and I did not like David Starr at all. And I kind of still don't. <laughs> um, so when I first saw this match, I was just like, damn, that really sucks that, you know, this match goes the way it does. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the, the idea here was David Starr is playing like the over enthusiastic fan of Mike. And then mm-hmm. he goes into a, like the crowd wasn't feeling the face versus face thing. So of course David had to kind of take it up a notch and turn, yeah. turn, turn heel. Basically he played heel in the match, uh, which, which made it a lot better. Um, again, very, very, you know, very short match. It went around 11 minutes. Um, a lot of it was Mike Quackenbush uh, fighting from from under uh, to to another flat finish. Oh yes, the finish is so flat. Walter, who is on commentary, goes, "What a disappointment!" <laughs> and I said the same. Walter is actually tremendous on commentary here. Oh yeah, he he. He is bigging up Quackenbush and he is burying David Starr. And I was just like, damn, like he has a really like he's really good at this. And uh the part where um David Starr kind of like turns it up by like dropping Quackenbush on his head, which yeah. originally I was just like, ooh, that was really shitty. And they're just like a man that's known f- like for concussions. I was just like, ooh, yikes. And he does it like twice where he like drops him on his head like twice and Walter just like turns it up on the hatred. I thought it I thought it worked very well. I think my problem with this here is that uh I don't think David Starr and and Mike, who obviously is like not where he used to be, uh a tad slower than um well, where well, I don't was. think I don't think he could turn it up because you know. Well, people were tired, obviously. People were tired, obviously, in in the crowd too. Mm-hmm. They were they were feeling it. Um they would turn up a bit in the in the next uh, the next section of the show, but I mean, I think it's a cool down to really. I thought they positioned this to be a cool down for the Nick, the Nick Gage match. It ended up not being as violent as people probably thought it was going to be. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think all in all, like it, it, you know, it Quack just wasn't. He's just not there anymore. It's like looking at Samoa Joe today on TV. It's like he's just not that guy anymore. Um, but again, I, I got to commend both guys for, for tr- at least trying uh, and, and trying to, and, and David yeah. Starr, even though I'm not like a huge fan, he tried to get as much as he could out of quack, even though, you know, you weren't going to get 
2004, 2005, Matt Quackenbush. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. I gave it a two. I gave it two stars. A flat finish, but it was it was solid work by David Starr as, as heel here. I I gave it three. I did like uh, a lot of the wrestling that was uh, in the match because boy, you don't get a lot of that in this fucking show. Um, but this is the one few times that people were actually like wrestling, wrestling in the match, and I really appreciate that aspect of it. Um, I'm certainly higher on it this time than I was when I watched it the first time, like that year. Uh, but I don't know. I'm still not convinced that I'm still not convinced that David Starr is like nice, you know? Yeah. I, he's, he's got moments. He's got moments. Obviously. I, I think that he's, and uh, his, his persona on social is, is very, Oh, what it is now, it wasn't like that a couple of months ago. But I know all his moments were uh, some of his matches with Walter, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm. I, I love that Walter was saying, uh, he kept saying, uh, I've beaten him all the time, every time he's ever shown up. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, David Starr is zero and nine in yeah. his matchup against Walt, uh, Walter and David Starr when you talked about his social media stuff called uh, Walter a coward for signing the big deal. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Feed his family. Fuck out of here. Dave. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> next up the, the big cluster fuck battle Royal um, here. You have Ron Funches on commentary. It is completely painful. Uh, mm-hmm. They keep asking him how much he's worth. I'm like, he's ignoring you for a reason because why are you asking him that? That's like completely like, what the fuck? What that's it's very invasive. Yeah, very invasive. Not even not, even a joke. Don't ask no black man how much you worth, bro. How much are you worth? <laughs> uh, uh, Ron Funches talking about uh, fucking one of the one of the superstars in this uh, in this battle royal. He's, he's talking about fucking. Uh, he's talking about uh, fucking uh, Martina. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, what what the hell is wrong with y'all, bro? <laughs> okay, um, I have a list of all the people that are in the match, but uh, I don't have it in order, which I kind of fucked up. At, but I have everybody that I'm familiar with, who's who's cool, who I think is sucks, and I just don't know them at all. And most of most of the people that are I don't know are in uh, Louisiana, like local talent, which I think is really cool that they got like some locals to be a part of this. Um. Okay. Go. I mean, go through the names. Mm. All right. Who's cool? Jimmy Lloyd, who recently. Just had... go through the name. Don't even talk about who's cool. Just oh, go okay. through all the names. Uh, we got Jimmy Lloyd, Orange Cassidy, uh, Martina, Swaggle, The Invisible Man, Chris Dickinson. Uh. Ricky, Shane Page, Nick Webb, Ethan Page, Mikey Whipwreck, Gato, Dan Seven, Yuta, Kurt Stallion, Facade, Joe Gracie, Brian Idol, Alabama Doink. <laughs> when he came out, I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Kane, Team D, uh, DTU, Roy Gulak, and MJF. Yeah, MJF and uh, and uh, the other guy. What's the other guy? He was in the uh, Evolve show. Too. Ethan Page. Yeah, Ethan Page. Uh, they have a, a a through line, a storyline in this match. They are in for I want to yeah. say at least twenty minutes of oh, it. Uh, sorry, I forgot one. Uh, Kuntaro. Yeah, Kut- uh, yeah, I think I think he's in DDT. Well, yes. I saw him in the last DDT show. So yeah, I think he's DDT bound. He's a he's a drifter of, of a lot of promotions. Yeah. Uh, the masked wrestler here. Um, this match is forty minutes, so uh, boy, yeah, it I, feel I, like it. it. It's a very very long uh, forty minutes with a lot of like. I, I was very unclear on the rules. Also, um, oh, I, I didn't know the it was rules. Pinfall. I didn't know it was pinfall. Or, yeah, it's like pinfall and over the top rope, but sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah, so people are getting pinned in the ring and. I think, uh, like, Facade does, like, he just does, like, a moonsault off the, uh, off the top rope into the, cr- uh, into the crowd where everybody catches him or whatever, and he's not eliminated. He just hops right back in, and the match starts again. Yeah. Um, this match, uh, it's a clusterfuck, and if I was there at 3 a.m. Or left. Or, ha- ha- yeah. 
However I'm long this shit was taken. At, yeah, looking at who, whatever was left on the show, I was like, I, I pretty much got what I came for. Um, pretty definitely much. Definitely would have left at this point. Yeah, I, I, I rated this one a dud. I, I, there's not really much there to talk about. There's, there's a bunch of like uh-huh. comedy spots in it. There isn't even any real... Uh, any any real like substance to this match at all in my opinion like again this I, is remember I said earlier like you would have had to be there to kind of feel the atmosphere of this I wasn't so it was it was very long to me like I think I, typed out, I think I typed <laughs> yeah, just, here why is this match so long um I have a lot of notes because whew, I was getting tired for this one and I had to like get food and just like stay awake because at this point like the show is very tiring. And if you don't laugh at the joke, then you're just like, okay, when does this shit end? Because right. this is like a 40-minute joke. But I have a lot of notes. Uh, having local talent here is cool. Um, I I hate that they do this, and they do it again this year for, Joey, uh, for Spring Break 3, where there will be people in the ring and when there's an entrance, everybody will stop what they're doing and look at the entranceway. Yeah. Why do you do this? Don't uh, do that. You know, you know <laughs> it, it's a part of the it's a part of the, the the psychology of the match. You know, I don't know. That shit kills me. Um, Chris Dickinson cleans house for I don't understand why, especially when the random intervals is whenever the fuck. <laughs> No, no, sorry. We're not going to talk about this whole. We're not going to talk about this whole match. I, I will. I, I'm like. I'm like. I'm like. Sorry about talking about. We're not talking about this whole match. This match is terrible. Really, <laughs> it is terrible, bro. Like, right. It is a well, bad match. It's probably probably one of the worst well, matches I've seen all year. One one last thing is, uh, Mikey Whipwreck shows up and the crowd just explodes for it. Uncle Fester shows up and I said, "What the <laughs> fuck? Why is he here, bro?" Oh, and it was like one of the blandest like regular man outfit like <laughs> wearing tim boots big ass jinko jeans and a shirt <laughs> and the crowd went stupid for it yeah he looked like he could barely move he looked like he had he was about to be involved yeah. literally after that but he is a trainer uh now he's trained a lot of your favorite wrestlers um so like mikey whipwreck once again another influential guy uh he innovated a lot of offense as well like he he was you know an undersized guy who you know he wouldn't he wasn't going to find a lot of success on, on the majors but he was still like one of the best like undercar baby faces that i've ever seen in my life especially in ecw when they kind of had to always sell him as someone who was a lovable doofus and um mm-hmm. I, I i really fuck with mikey Ripwreck and when i was a kid but not you know not right now like i i don't want to see him now like that that kind of like soils to me a lot of what you know what he was when he when you know when he was winning the ecw title and like that was like such a huge moment uh you know as far that was like the mick foley moment in ecw when he won the ecw title like this is a guy that you know was pretty much labeled as a jobber and and just became something so much bigger so like when i saw him here i was like yeah this is this is bad, man. Like he looks, he looked so terrible, bro. Like he looked really bad. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't look anything like he used to look at all. It's crazy. Not at all. Uh, but yeah. Uh, one star. Man event time. Uh, Joy Janela versus uh, the great Sasuke. I'm going to tell you right now, I tried to watch this match twice. Oh, you too? Yeah. I, I tapped both times. This is, this match is slow, buddy. It's real slow. I tapped out the first time. I tried to watch it again and I fell asleep. Yeah. It it's a bad it's 25 minutes. Um it's a fate worth more than it's a fate worth uh worse than dying. Worse than, <laughs> <laughs> um yo, Sasuke is not the dude that you see in gifts or any of those cool <laughs> montages that you see on Twitter or YouTube. What is, what is wrestling's obsession with like seeing old dudes come back and wrestle again? Because like, here's the thing, they, they P- complain about the it. PCO shit. They complain about it, but here's the thing, they complain about it if it's like WWE doing it or if it's like uh, New Japan doing it. Like what, what's cool about doing it here? I don't, I don't know. And like Sasuke doesn't even come out in the, in the traditional outfit, you know, the, uh, the all black that people most likely seen and all the gifts and the YouTube videos and all the montages. He's not that dude anymore. And I saw him again against DJ Z dude sucks. 
He's washed. He's not that guy anymore. Super trash. Stop. Like, we need to stop the, like, the revitalization of, like, all these old dudes. Like, it, it worked out for PCO. Like, Walter did wonders for him, you know? Yeah. But, like, what the fuck is PCO now besides just a crash test dummy for ROH? (laughs) <laughs> uh like basically killing yourself uh but yeah this i mean this match is is what it is i i uh i couldn't make it through this match man. I, I just couldn't do it it, it was it was boring I, I don't think george Nell is like like the greatest but uh he beats the great sasuke in 25 minutes so there you go and then they they rock out to to uh bon jovi at the end there you go which is insane that you know we watched well, I watched the clusterfuck all the way through, and then I couldn't watch this. Yo, man, you you can't do this to me. Like for forty uh forty five whatever long battle royale, and then this long slow shitty like one on one match. Um, a lot of dumb spots are being done from what I can remember. Um, you'll see it in the cover art. Um, it just stinks. Man. It's, not <laughs> it's not good, man. It's and not like, really good. If, if you didn't like, if you were there and it's approaching 4 a.m. and you see this motherfucker put a trash can over his head, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. I think that's where I stopped at. I was like, all right, man, I'm, I, I think I've seen enough. And I was like, I just kind of cut it off. That, uh, that's all I can remember from watching it uh, 20, uh, 2015. No, it's yeah, very, 2015. It's very hard to this match notwithstanding. 16. It's very, it's very hard to properly rate George Janela's uh, Spring Break two. I, I think there's one really good match. I think the opener is is really solid. I think David Starr and Mike Quackenbush's not a terrible match, but I think on the whole, like I I, I can't recommend it. I can't recommend the show. Mm-hmm. I can't. Um, I, I still say that our best show that we watched is uh Death Before, is a uh, Death Before Dishonor. Oh, of course. It has Brian Danielson on it. Like, <laughs> oh, and of course, that show is going to be fucking great. Oh, can I tell you that I've watched like that main event like so many times after we recorded that episode? It's a great main event. I just love I love having this DVD on hand. Shout out to Jamal. I just love having it on hand, turning on the PS4 and just like putting it in. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's an amazing main event. I really love it a lot. Better uh, than this but, main event. Yeah. Um, if you've seen um, Joey Janela's Spring... Have you seen any of uh, Spring Break 3? No, I have. I, I have seen very... Like, like I am bad this year. I have seen very little uh, indie wrestling. I've seen very little New Japan this year. Like, I've been a very <laughs> bad wrestling watcher. I, I mean, but it's like... <laughs> It's like right after I do these, I have to turn right back around and go like watch late fees movies. And we're like doing so many movies there now. So it's like WWE is pretty much gets my weekly attention. Um, it's, it's just easy. Like that is super accessible. Yeah. It's part of my schedule now. You know, it's like, it's like I come home, like I can watch it and I don't have to go look for a link. You know, like I just turn on the TV. Mm-hmm. It's there. Um, but I, I am planning like a, on a huge like, what are these show? What are the matches that I need to have watched from 2019? Um, and so I can fill I can fill in my, my spreadsheet. But I'll tell you one thing. None of these matches are going on my spreadsheet this year. None of them. <laughs> Not a uh, one. I, I think uh, I've watched most of the shows for WrestleMania weekend. I thought the DDT show was really great. I thought Joey Janela's Spring Break Three is much better um, this year. Um, just overall match quality. Um, I think uh, the death match that has Jimmy Lloyd in it is really fucking brutal. Uh, Nick Gage has a much better match. Uh, the clusterfuck, it's much better this year. I'll say that it's still a, it's still a clusterfuck, ha ha ha. But like. Necro Butcher's there, even though he's like super old and washed. But like, oh no, see, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. But, do but that. like, hey, ne- Necro Butcher looks like shit, but he still got it. <laughs> he's still the lovable fucking crazy man. He doesn't do any super insane spots or whatever. Um, Nick Gage versus Otani. Okay, Invisible Man versus Invisible. How does that work? Let me tell you, that match, it's so stupid, I had to give it five stars. 
the crowd the crowd like that's the crowd's match the crowd makes it possible okay maybe everybody like li- everybody there is an idiot <laughs> yeah maybe I'll, I'll have to check this out it it's a, it's a short match but i it brought it's out that a short match. It, is, it is not a short match this match is 7 minutes with two people that are not present and visible <laughs> Uh, the ref, the referee, and the crowd just makes it all possible. It's insane how they're on their feet for two people that aren't there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I might have to check this. I'm looking at a cage match right now. Shout out the cage match. Um, yeah. Shout out. The cage yeah. Georgia Nella Spring Break 2. That is in the books mm-hmm. for spot callers for April. Next month, we have a very interesting show. We have a 20 year anniversary. Coming up, uh, this is Heroes of Wrestling, okay? One of the most infamous shows of all time. Cyrus, you've never seen this show, right? I have never heard about this show until you showed, till you sent me the link and told me what it was in January. And I was just like, man, I don't want to watch this. And this shit just slowly crept up because when I looked at the schedule again for what we have to watch, yeah, I was buddy. like, oh, no. Yeah, buddy, we're going to take you all the way back to October 10th, 1999, <laughs> Heroes of I, Wrestling. I was three? <laughs> yeah, featuring uh, Two Cold Scorpio versus Julio Fantastico, Tully Blanchard versus Stan Lane, Jimmy Snuka versus Bob Orton Jr., Abdullah the Butcher versus One Man Gang, and the main event, Jim Neidhart, King Kong Bundy versus Jake Roberts and Yokozuna. This is going to be an interesting show to talk about. It's also going to be a very, uh, more than interesting, it's going to be a very tragic show to talk about because a lot of the people on this show um, are no longer with us. So um, expect us to you know, go a little bit deeper into really just you know, the controversy behind the show, how it got made, where you know, it, t- it takes place at a casino in St. Louis. Uh, you know, like it just should we place. get should we get Cam on the episode? <laughs> oh man, we might have to. It takes place in his oh, hometown, but uh, this is you know one of the most fascinating shows I've ever seen. Just if, if only just for the, the personnel that are involved in it. Uh, we're gonna have meals on that show, and we're gonna get you. Uh, we're gonna get you that episode next month in May, in thirty days or less on Spot Callers. Cyrus, are you ready for it? I'm not. Good. Well, that's the only <laughs> thing I can say about it. The Jake Roberts promo, you're going to be like, wow, I cannot believe that this shit happened. Uh, but it, it, I mean, it did 20 years ago. It's one of the most infamous pay-per-views of all time. Uh, before Cyrus, I'm Justin. As always, follow us at RNC Radio Live and follow us on SoundCloud at A Show RNC, where you can listen to this show, the RNC, uh, but not the RNC Radio Podcast, duh. Uh, listen to this show, the A Show, and the Call Up, um, you know, top three wrestling shows in the world right now right yeah absolutely i'm not sure about that anyway uh until next sorry month, i was looking at my phone <laughs> jesus christ until next month uh for spot callers i'm justin for cyrus thank you for listening we'll see you next month